This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors. And today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. Today on Marvel Movie News, there's so much to talk about. What do we lead with? Spider-Women. Uh, there's a new Runaways trailer that just came out before the show. Uh, there's a new Once Upon a Deadpool trailer. The Eternals casting breakdown. Where do we even begin? Let's try on Marvel Movie News. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Marvel Movie News. Ah, good afternoon to you, our merry Marvelites. This is the Marvel Movie News coming to you live from the Popcorn Talk Studios. I couldn't decide. (laughs) There's too many things. I guess we could be coming to you live from a celestial living in Golden Gate Park in San Francisco. It could be from the S.H.I.E.L.D. helicarrier if you wanted to, you know, really just uh, have it be very vague as to where we are. Let's put it on the bus. Live from (laughs) the bus, you guys. Uh, My favorite of all of S.H.I.E.L.D. ships, even though I believe it, that one exploded. Whatever. Coming to you live from it. I am your host, Zach Wilson. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I am joined this week by... I guess Christian Blatt. Hi, everybody. Uh, so excited to be here. And of yeah, course, but, we all hope Amy feels... Yes. Yeah. Well, you don't let me... Let me yeah, I, I, that's why I stopped myself. Unfortunately, Amy uh, could not be here today. She's a little under the weather. So please tweet her at Amy... Aww. Yes. Amy, please feel better. Uh, at Amy Cassandra MTZ on Twitter. Uh, please take a moment. Go... Just say, get well soon to Amy. Yes, because I hope I'm not here next week, because that means that Amy's feeling better. It'll be infinitely <laughs> helpful. Get it? Infinite. Like I did. Infinity War, which is not a trailer that we have this week. But we have a bunch of other stuff to talk about. We have so much, because we had Thanksgiving off last week, that we're cramming two weeks' worth of news. And it's already two weeks of a lot of news. <laughs> Just imagine if there was an Avengers 4 trailer. Um, let's give a shout-out real quick to Aunt Manthony in the booth. Anthony, thank you for kicking uh, the Ultron in- infection out of our system, which caused us to go live late today. Uh, yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little beat up still, so I'm just gonna be licking my wounds for a bit. But I got it going. <laughs> I know we're a little late, but we're here, and we're gonna have a great show. Awesome, and thank you to everyone who was patient and waited for us to get back up online. Thank you, BB Goat. Thank you, Zeno Hours. Thank you, Moto Roland, Joshua Wright, Ivan So, Joshua, uh, I already Gamer Girl, Sky Patterson, everybody who's still with us live in the chat. If I didn't get to you, it's just because you weren't on my screen at that exact moment but thank you so much for waiting um let's dive into this news so we can start going on it uh i want to start off with what to me was one of the most exciting stories of the week because i was unexpected 
and that is that the Sony Spider-Verse yes. movies, uh, the spinoff, not the Spider-Man universe movies that they're trying to make without Spider-Man, right. i.e. Venom and Morbius, and we'll talk about some of that stuff in a little bit. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, the upcoming Phil Lord and Chris Miller story, is getting not just a sequel, but a spinoff that is just focused on Spider-Women. At least, so both of these movies are confirmed. Though right. that is happening, what what the Spider Women movie looks like is a little bit more in question. But there will be a sequel, a direct sequel. Uh, we don't know what that looks like, but there will also be a Spider Women spinoff. Um, the uh, the sequel is going to be directed by Joaquim Dos Santos, who you may know from Avatar: The Last Airbender, the TV show, and uh, the more recent Voltron animated series. So. Great animated director. Um, with I love Avatar The Last Airbender. It's a great series. So to see him come in. And then it will be written by David Callahan, who has contributed to as a writer to uh, The Expendables, the first one. The first one. The first yeah. one. Um, also, he's, a, he's one of the writers listed on uh, Wonder Woman 1984, the upcoming Wonder Woman sequel, uh, and Zombieland 2. Which is that? That's not. That hasn't come out. That has yet, not right? come out. Yeah, I've heard about it for a while, but uh, yeah. So obviously, that's a that's a great pedigree, and uh, you know, I'm already excited for this Spider Verse movie. Unlike some people we know, I. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I haven't seen it yet. I know Zach hasn't seen it. I haven't seen it yet. I just continue to be so excited. And then the idea that afterwards you're going to get more of that and then also the the Spider-Women movie, it's it's just adding to the fact that uh, the frustration that I haven't seen it yet. The reviews, and I haven't read them because I don't like to read reviews before I get to see the movie, but the reviews are generally good right now everyone's saying it's very good some people i've said i've seen are like this is the best spider-man movie ever uh which is great this is a great year for spider-man yeah. the spider-man ps4 continues to <laughs> give out the the latest uh pack the latest dlc story just dropped i haven't had a chance to play it yet that's my weekends <laughs> that's my weekend plans <laughs> um but I'm really excited about that. But Spider Women will be directed. Uh, I have it written down here. It'll be directed. Uh, actually, they haven't locked in their director yet. But Lauren Montgomery, who also worked on the animated Voltron and directed uh, Batman Year One for DC, the animated Batman Year One for DC, is in negotiations to direct. And uh, although I'm not familiar with her work, uh, Beck Smith. I think I, I assume it's a short for Becca. I'm, I'm guessing there assume, actually. I would assume, yeah. Um, is uh, who is mainly written for CBS's Zoo, which I didn't watch, but uh, she is attached to. They are attached to write the to write Spider Women, and this is the one that I'm really excited about because I was a big fan of Spider Verse, the the original Dan Slott uh, cro- Spider crossover event that in court that had the Superior Spider Man and the Amazing Spider Man and Silk and Spider Woman and Spider Gwen and it, it created Spider Gwen. Right. It created it brought in all of these different iterations of Spider Man and also had the the Edge of Spider Verse series that like gave us like here's all these ways we can make new Spider <laughs> characters yeah. and it's just a blast. Like that's where we get Spider Gwen from. Was just like they had it was not even issue one. It was issue two of this like five 
issue mini series that was here are five ideas we just gave creators a license to like what would an alternate universe version of spider-man look like if something different had happened there was a like a kafka-esque horror version where he gets bit like he basically turns into a giant spider like they they they, they did yeah. the metamorphosis as a horror story with spider-man it was great um but Spider-Gwen was one of those. I still have my my first run issue. Probably the most valuable comic that I own, more so now. Yeah, right. Because exactly. um, I got I met Jason Latour, and he was nice enough to sign it for me. Very good. Um, but uh, to put all of them together in a full thing like this, because if you look at that photo, Amanda, if you bring that back up, um, just looking around this photo, which is from the Spider-Women comic event, which I don't think will be the inspiration for it. It's a pretty loose story, but like, Whatever, I don't know what the movie's going to look like, so I don't know where Spider-Gwen, right. who Spider-Gwen is supposedly, or Ghost Spider, depending on which canon you're talking about, is supposedly going to lead it, the, the Spider-Women movie, if they bring in Jessica Drew. Right, the, Spider the original Spider-Woman. Yeah, who is 70s, not spider-powered yeah. the sa- in the same way that Spider-Man right. is, or any of the other Spider-characters, but a Spider-Totem. If you've read the Spider-Verse story, which I mean, basically just like is a way of like saying uh, the Spider-based character of this universe is, is called a spider totem by these beings that eat them. Long story. Long story. Comic <laughs> books, you guys. Yeah, come on. Um, Lady Spider in that photo in the bottom left is like a steampunk 1800s era female spider hero character. Yeah, I've definitely seen that image before. But, She's uh, great. Yeah. Um, there's so many more that we could waste the entire show listening. Christian, uh, are, do you think, are you more excited to, like, I guess it's hard to say without seeing the movie, but are yeah. you are you excited about these projects? I'm very excited by all these projects because it's all Spider-Man, and, uh, you know, I'm so fond of Spider-Man in the different iterations. Look, I'm a hardcore Peter Parker guy to the end, but I love that we're going to get to see Miles in this movie and then all these different versions, and to there, there's such this rich history of Spider-Women, you know, there's... There's also sort of the 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 brown haired Spider Woman who wore the black suit in the eighties from like the Secret Wars time, you know. So there's there's so many that you can just factor in during it, and I, I love the idea that whatever that project's going to be, you can just tell that they're going to be able to have fun and you know maybe get as many of those characters in as possible. Yeah, I mean, or I so the rumors they're going to be three okay. that Spider Woman focuses in on, which is good. Like focus, like your yeah. your character, so those characters can grow. But then you never like when you universe hop, like. You had the Web Warriors comic for a little while where you had like a team of like you had Spider UK, uh, <laughs> who is a, a, a British Spidey who right. also was like tapped into the interdimensional stuff because he was just like really put together, <laughs> I guess, because the British version is like better at his job. Well, <laughs> that would make sense. Um, but like you could style. bounce around. And I, I also hope that Spider-Ham doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> I I also, love Spider Ham. Spider Ham is great, and John casting John Mulaney as Spider Ham was inspired casting. I agree. Yeah, um, the, the little snippet of him in the trailer is one of my favorite parts of it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited about these. Uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller are not confirmed to atta- be attached to these projects yet, but they're expected to return. Uh, Amy Pascal, who produces all of the Spider Man movies, no matter which studio yeah. you're talking about, uh, is is will produce both of them. Uh, but speaking of Sony and other "quote unquote" Spider-Man movies, uh, let's talk about those. Yeah, for a minute. Um, so Sony set dates this week for, or maybe it was two weeks ago, whenever it was, for two 
mysterious Spider-Man, but without Spider-Man movies. Yes. Uh, Spider-Man adjacent films. Yeah. So this is the, the Venom-verse, if you want to call it that. Uh, the... I don't know what the Sony verse. Yeah. We need to pick a name for this thing. <laughs> this not Marvel canon place. Uh, but uh, more. So it's July 10th in 2020 and October 2nd in 2020, where they will air something there. Um, they announced these dates. I wonder, you know, I hadn't thought about this before, but I wonder if either of these could be the one of the, the, the spider verse films like that we were just talking about because they don't as far as i know say that they were live action no and that could actually make sense that would make more sense yeah so the one that we know is happening is morbius yes and jared leto posted a video of him shaving off his beard i'm sorry i'm gonna show this image but show it (laughs) show it um he's getting with just like the, the the hashtag like morbius i i don't know about this casting i i don't know about this movie yeah, uh, Morbius, like uh, the vampire. I don't know how you do him without Spidey, it, unless you got Blade or someone to be in it. But Marvel's not going to hand over Blade no. to Sony. I mean, it's the same way. I couldn't imagine them doing Venom without Spider-Man. I, they will certainly find a way. And I mean, which could... Venom is part of why I think they're doing this? Yes. Uh, as we were talking about earlier, Venom this week. This is other big news. Yeah. Venom crossed uh, eight hundred million dollars in the international box office. This week, 611 overseas, 211 domestic. Crazy numbers. That puts it at more than the first Deadpool. Yeah. Let that sink in. (laughs) Venom made, Venom without Spider-Man made more than Deadpool. Yeah. And I mean, for the, you know, by most accounts, me included, you know, I didn't, I didn't hate Deadpool. It was just fairly mediocre in a lot of ways. And it's just making so much money. I mean, yes, because of the, the foreign box office, of course, but uh, it's just surprising because you would, you could see like, well, of course, Infinity War is going to make as much money as it did because it's great. But uh, I'm just a little surprised that Deadpool made so much money. I mean, it, it, what it's, it hasn't even been out two full months, right? So yeah, yeah. I, well, it's just it's at that point where it's about to leave theaters. Yeah, I think. sure. But the the thing that surprises me about it is just that it had that much po- like that much staying power overseas. Like after what I thought was sort of a, like a, a confusing tone, where it was humorous but not a right. comedy. Even though they keep billing it as a romantic comedy, it didn't do that. <laughs> it's also not that romantic. No, but if, uh, here's the thing: when you say Venom romantic comedy yeah. to me. I'm in. That sounds awesome. <laughs> but they didn't do that. That yeah. they just like they had like this vague, ro- like romance with him, like him in the background. Um, but I think that what one one analysis that I saw was that Venom is such a pow- such a well known character to people who have no connection to comic books or even the character to begin right. with. Like you have T-shirts or hats that have Venom on them, but you've never read a Venom comic. You just know the character because the the 90s, Venom was everywhere. Um, And it's those people who were going to see the movie like, oh, yeah, i got to check out the Venom movie. Like, it doesn't matter that it's connected to Spider-Man. Right. And because it's not connected and there's no understanding of any continuity that you need, you can just walk right into Venom. I think that helps. And I think that, uh, look, I think that translates well in terms of to foreign languages. You know, it's very it's a very accessible movie to sit down and. 
you know, look, foreign box office is not so discerning. I mean, think of all the Transformer sequels that we had that made so much money overseas when, you know, they were not particularly well made. Yeah, so two years out for these movies. Yeah. I guess one of them could even be Venom 2, if they've already probably been working on the yeah, script. Yeah, that's true. Like I the, guess that would be enough time, wouldn't it? It, it, it would be Cl- uh, the Cletus Cassidy one, yeah. which I don't know how... they. They've said that they want to do it PG-13, just like the first one, which I don't know how you do Carnage PG-13, but I guess if, as long as you don't swear or smoke or have anybody get naked, yeah, the censors don't really care about violence a, a so much. The, and a lot of the violence can happen off screen, but to the point you're making, yeah, that would have been like if they had made a Hannibal Lecter movie and been like, yeah, but this one's going to be PG-13. So That's kind of what it is, yeah. Like, and but even more so because this is a – Carnage is just – he lives in the violence. Like yeah. the, the carnage, the, the carnage of it is what is what he exists for. So, and I, I am excited to see what Woody Harrelson does with that character. Yeah. I just want them to do more with it. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, are there any Spider-Man characters that you think could support their own movie like Venom? Well, you and I were talking beforehand, and I guess all indications are that the Silver Staple Black Cat movie is is on hold. Black Cat is someone who I felt like by herself could actually carry a movie because as much as she was involved in Spider-Man's life, you don't need Spider-Man to be in her story. So I could I could certainly see that. But it, be this brave new world where you have Venom – Without pun intended, I guess, with Brave New World, there I didn't even realize I did that. But you know, we have a Venom movie without Spider-Man, so you know, I mean, you why not do a Hobgoblin movie? You know, he's never been in a movie, and I'm just picking that out of nowhere because I would love to see a Hobgoblin movie. You know, I'd love to see him fight Spider-Man, but uh, you know, if if we're not going to get that anytime soon, uh, I think that uh, you know that's a character that could really carry a movie. Yeah, I guess it's the kind of thing where some of Spidey's villains are like i mean the thing is venom was would have been the last one that i would have said you could yeah. do without spider-man but then they went and did it um there are a lot of spidey spider-man's like rogues gallery that are such strong characters you could throw them in their own things like as as much as i want to see craven like yeah with, with tom holland spider-man i could see craven being one of them that that at least functions as a movie yeah. that's written well like you could do a craven story without Spider-Man because you can put in a different character into that, into a similar role. Um, but I don't, I, again, I don't want to see that. I want to see Craven and Spidey. Yeah. No, that's definitely what I want to see. But, and- uh, yeah. Black Cat, again, the best stories for uh, like, she's a good, she's a great character. There's a lot of depth there, but I want to see the whole thing of, with her in a relationship with Spider-Man. Like yeah. that's where that, like yeah. that dynamic of Spider-Man dating a super crook, is interesting. That's where they both are elevated and both characters have to re-examine themselves is when they have to play off of each right, other. Right, especially if they go with the angle that she loves Spider-Man but uh, doesn't want anything to do with Peter Parker. You know, it's always like keep keep the mask on. And, you know, I know this uh, movie went away a long time ago, but I think that a Sinister Six movie could have worked because there are so many of them, you know, but at the same time, like you're saying about Craven, no, I want them all to be involved in Spidey movies, you know, down You just the road. don't want to, like, rush it. I mean, yeah. you don't want to, you don't want to Suicide Squad it and just try to shove so many origin stories yeah. into a single movie that you can't, don't have time for a plot. Um, I like in, in the chat, old school futuristic Blade, Spidey, and Morbius, but, <laughs> but in the MCU. Right. Uh, I would love to see a new Blade. Um, I think it could be a great thing for a Hulu series. Um, you could, like, if you're going to do Morbius, like having a vampire hunter around 
Yeah. Hey, that's a good way to go. Um, But yeah, so as far as these two movies coming in 2020, I'll bet one of them is the Venom sequel. Um, and the other one is Morbius. Yeah, that seems the most right. sense. There's no way that they're going to have Morbius by. I don't think they've said anything for next year. Um, but so that's we'll see. Yeah, because there's uh, the what Far From Home is 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 on the slate for next year. You know, so I think that they're probably going to put all the focus on that. You know, I don't think they want to try to tinker around too much. So. Yeah, um, and let's let's keep moving through our show and this one let's get into the holiday spirit you guys you know if you're if you're listening to us we got a little spidey claws on the desk with spider-man with spider don't move it it'll fall over yeah and i can't move him but i, I can hold up uh holiday dancing groot for those watching on youtube you can <laughs> nice. actually see him um but let's get into that holiday spirit with uh our, our old pal deadpool uh <laughs> just because koi is not here doesn't mean we're not going to talk about deadpool but let's so let's take a look because this week they dropped yes. the uh, a new teaser for Once Upon a Deadpool. <laughs> let's take a look. Right before Christmas, a good guy in red. I love the, the little, the little effect Deadpool of the faces. Deadpool yeah. faces on the snow red. snowflakes. This is yeah. Why am I here? You're in a PG thirteen version of Deadpool. Filtered. Through the prism of childlike innocence. I'm a grown And nobody man. does childlike innocence like you, Fred. Nobody. I need you almost as much as you need me. I don't need you. And I need me to untie <laughs> once we're done. And again, just like, I, if they're going to do this, I, I, this is why I actually think this will be fun, because Ryan Reynolds... Don't get too attached. <laughs> Amazing. Like, Ryan Reynolds is clearly just, like, owning this. Yes, and he's like, okay, if we're going to do this, we're going to lean into it. It's like if the Beatles were produced by Nickelback. It's music, but it sucks. Whoa. You were nicer as a kid. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, and the, if we if I talked over it a little bit there, the, the dig at uh, Fox Marvel. Yeah. You're, uh, but you're not really Marvel. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> would talk about the other studios marvel movies like that no one certainly no one in this room or with the sound of my voice <laughs> we just finished doing it um but yeah uh Kirsten, did this did this trailer get you get you excited yeah, for it uh, I, i'm fairly upfront about the fact that i probably won't get a chance to see it in theaters just because you know look there's there's a lot there's already going to be spider-verse and then aquaman i know that's not this universe but i do want to see it so I hope to squeeze it in, you know, because it comes out on a Wednesday. So that's why I think I might actually get to see it because it'll come out before Spider-Verse. Uh, I I love the first Deadpool movie and did still like Deadpool 2 very much. Uh, and just the idea that they're going to do this. I just want to see how they do it. You know, I feel like it won't be as enjoyable a version of the story from Deadpool 2. But what they're going to do with it, it's just more like, well, yeah, how do you make this work? And look, if this is successful, they'll probably do stuff like this more in the future. You know, maybe maybe you would get like a Venom sequel that is rated R because they felt comfortable like, oh, well, you can kind of re-release it, you know, and give that a shot. Yeah, but I, well, I don't know that it works the same way. Like, this is only going to work like because I think they've let Ryan Reynolds yeah. sort of and his team sort of like run this as a we didn't just recut it to be PG-13. Yeah. We changed it. So that it is a new experience. And that's what this, like, the Fred Savage stuff, I think, is going to make this work. Because the, if, if it's as funny as what's in that trailer, which is just a minute, 
then we're going to have fun. Like yeah. even the people who have seen it a hundred times and I haven't even seen it that much. I have it. I, I still have to watch the super duper cut sitting in my apartment. You know what? I haven't watched that yet. Either. Um, it's, it's like, I, it's one of those, like, cause I, I want time to sit down yes. and watch it. And time when I, to get three hours to just sit and do nothing but watch hard to come by. But I've watched the, the movie several, like the original one several times. I saw it a couple times in theaters and I'm excited to see it again. Like I, with my AMC A list, of course, I'll just go sometime in the middle of the night one day. One day, um, but yeah, I'm excited. I, I hope that you guys are. Let us know uh, in the chat or in the comments below, or hit us up on Twitter. Let us know if you're still excited for Once Upon a Deadpool after seeing some of the new footage yeah. with Fred Savage and <laughs> Deadpool's recreation of the Princess Bride's bedroom. Yeah, it seems like Fred Savage has a great sense of humor about the whole thing. Yeah, know? so I think I think that those scenes will probably really make it enjoyable for sure. Yeah, if it, it'll be the only reason it's enjoyable. That is why. Mm-hmm. Over just rewatching it, right? Exactly. That, um, that's what'll make the experience. Yeah. So let's let's keep going. Uh, this time back to the home studio. We've been talking all about the other studios for a yes. while. Let's go back to the MCU proper uh, for some casting rumors. Uh, this one uh, for a project that I think a lot of people are probably wondering about: the Eternals. Yeah, the Eternals, which was announced. Like what six months ago or Sounds something? About right, yeah. Um, it, one of the very much lesser known Marvel properties. Uh, basically, put this puts it on the same page as like a gar- as a Guardians of the Galaxy when that movie came out. Now it seems impossible that people don't know who Guardians of the yeah. Galaxy are if you follow Marvel at all. But when that movie first announced, people. Were like, What's yeah, I mean, you you could be even a, a slightly above casual reader of comics and not really have been familiar with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, that actual iteration of the Guardians team, I, I didn't really know all of them. So uh, I, I think you're getting a completely clean slate with the Eternals because yeah. there's very limited expectations and, you, and you know, it's a very rich story that you can play around in. Yeah, so the... The interesting thing about these casting rooms, so they, they, they basically put out a list of... Here are well, it's here are the people are casting, and they always use code names and things, but people have figured it out like what it is. So there's a list uh, that that hashtag show.com had put out, which is just like basically their guesses, which are very good guesses as to like who each of these people yeah. are. Um, the list looks like they're like Druig, who is like a, a who. So the, let's take a step back for a second. The Eternals are an ancient, if in case you're unaware, and for those of you who are. Settle in. Um, <laughs> the Eternals are an ancient race of like super beings who were created by the Celestials, who you'll know from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy lore as the giant robot-looking guys that uh, originally wielded the Infinity Stones. Right. And uh, one of their heads is Nowhere. Uh, they created the Eternals on ancient Earth over a million years ago to basically guard the planet. And they've just been living immortally on Earth since then. Uh, and so you've got a collection of like people with weird powers that have been there. Some of the characters that are on here include uh, 
what like one of them is uh who is it that's, uh what's his name star fox well, the star fox is the one i'm excited about which because... yeah he's listed there and he is the brother of thanos and he was a longtime member of the avengers in the comics uh, throughout the 80s so he's a character i'm i'm most familiar with that character than anybody on this list so uh if we were able to see him that would be great yeah so you've got You've got Starbox Cersei is one of the big ones. Yes. Uh, Makari, who is a uh, speedster, uh, who also has a very interesting uh, tale as the sort of focus of uh, Neil Gaiman's run of the Eternals uh, into the two thousand around two thousand six, which I read recently and is and I want to talk about it more in a minute. Icarus, uh, the Piper, aka uh, Sprite who's an immortal 11-year-old. Yes. Um, and that's sort of... So with all of those... And then there's an unnamed Greek god listed. Please let it be Hercules. Yeah. That would be uh, so funny. <laughs> the MCU Hercules running around in this would be phenomenal. Um, but anyway, haul that out there. The other half of this rumor is that two of these people... Um, which the theory based on stuff here is that it would be Cersei... Right. And Sprite may be getting cast faster than the other characters. Supposedly, so the the idea there is that they are going to be appearing in a in some other movie beforehand. And that's what I really wanted to talk about today. Is like, so what do we think they could pop up in? Because the original thought was Guardians 3. Right. It's even a natural place to introduce crazy cosmic beings. But with that on the ta- off the table... Where do you introduce characters as bat stuff, insane, <laughs> uh, as the Eternals into a movie? Well, I can't imagine that they're in Avengers 4, but that would make perfect sense because you're dealing with Thanos and you're sort of dealing with Infinity Stones, you yeah. know, that story. Uh, I would also assume that because – look, I don't think they've been cast – uh, unless it's something they're going to shoot after the fact and do as like a post credit scene, I don't imagine they're in Captain Marvel either. You know, so I feel like the movies we're expecting next year, I, I don't think we're going to see them in that. So Captain Marvel, I think it's safe to say is not they're not yeah. going to appear in that because that's only going to be like teasing towards uh, Infinity War, and they've already already introducing Captain Marvel into Infinity War. Yeah. Will be she'll be the the big right. super powered savior that comes in to help everyone out. Um, but I could see Infinity War somehow introducing them as as the Celestials, especially in the MCU version, are mainly seen as guardians of like or the origin the originators of the Infinity right. Stones. I could see them turning to a some kind of celestial power as a way to like re- either reverse this or stop Thanos or whatever it is. Uh, the, the, the run, I'm expecting the Neil Gaiman run. So if we bring up the Neil, like the Neil Gaiman cover, uh, Anthony, um, I'm expecting the Neil Gaiman run of the, of the series, which is a really good, I mean, it's Neil Gaiman, so of course it's gonna be good. Yeah. It's a great, like, seven issue series, um, that I, I, if you, if you want to, like, get a quick, like, this is who the Eternals are, or get some idea of it, check it out, because it, it starts out with characters that have forgotten who they are. So it's a great entry point where you never feel like you're lost. There are other like it's in the it's in the Marvel universe. There are other characters like there, and you so you get this little like tour of the characters, and they introduce all the elements of them. And I think that that idea of if, if you're going to do something as crazy as opposed to like where the Inhumans movie sort of like movie the TV show whatever you want to call it where it 
failed to really capture us, partially because it dropped us into the middle of these people's insane world and story. Yeah. Dropping us into real people, real feeling people, who then get all of this stuff introduced to them will be a much cleaner way of getting us into what is an equally insane world of Jack Kirby-esque drawings of people. Yeah, and I think, you know, it, that way makes it accessible. You're absolutely right about the Inhumans. It's it's a lot to take in all at once, and you can be critical of the way the story was presented, but just the fact that we needed to just take everything at face value, like, well, this is, this is their reality, and now we're running with it. Uh, I think... You know, that sort of way to introduce it. I'll just uh, throw in from the chat. I don't know if I agree, but Incan TV says maybe Doctor Strange 2 we could see them in. But uh, I'm not quite sure how they'd tie in. But, uh, you know, I mean, he's the he's the Sorcerer Supreme. He can go anywhere and kind of do anything. So, you know. Yeah, it, I mean, it is cosmic in that way. Yeah. I, I I really want Doctor Strange 2 to be much more small scale. Yeah. Uh, I just want, like, Doctor Strange 2 to be strange versus... Um, Versus uh, uh, Mordo. Yeah. Like, that's what that movie is supposed to be. Too much... We've gone major grand scale with Infinity War. Everything after this needs to be micro scale for a while. We can't go universe destroying for years after after we... uh, Spoiler alert. Killed half the universe. Whoa, I was waiting to watch that before the new one came out. <laughs> um, but as we're, as we're talking about other movies and other rumors, um, Guardians 3. Yeah. There's some, some rumors this, uh, that we got. Um, everyone's wondering what Marvel wants, what Marvel and Disney want to do with this movie. It's obviously sitting there. The script is in a drawer, but James Gunn is not on the project. So what, so what are they going to do with it? Um, I don't know, like, no one knows what's really going to happen with, with um, if they're just going to get rid of the Drax character, if he honestly refuses to come back. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but there's rumors about who would direct it, and the current rumor is that Travis Knight is in the running, at least in discussions, that to direct Guardians 3. Uh, Travis Knight directed Kubo and the Two Strings, the stop motion. Yes, like a which I saw and film. thought was a very, very unique way of telling a story. And, you know, look, stop motion is not easy to direct. No, so. it's a very unique thing. Uh, he's also, uh, he also directed the upcoming Bumblebee solo movie. Which I will see. Which, I like, I haven't seen a Transformers movie in years. Good for you. Um, I you saw, you've I, done yourself a favor. I stand by that the first one is a lot of fun. It is fun. Uh, the second one is not. The third, uh, the third one was, I don't even remember, but it was the last one that I saw. Yeah. Um, but I haven't seen one in years. I really want to see Bumblebee. It looks like what I like what I was saying about Doctor Strange. Like it looks like it is taking a big con a big world and just focusing in on a very small section of it, which is a great way to do a store a sci-fi story. Yeah. Like and it- you can have explosions and crazy battles and everything, but if you're focused in on just the characters themselves, you can make anything great. And it's the the sort of the classic presentation for these characters. Like Optimus Prime looks like he did in the '80s animated series and yeah. the original animated movies. Like that's what you want. And yeah, keep it simple. I think. Uh, I, I think. Look, if he can direct a movie on that scope, and even if it's a smaller Transformers movie, I think that he would be he would be a good candidate for some MCU movie, even if it ends up not being Guardians Three. Yeah, I, I I'm still torn about anyone directing Guardians besides James Gunn. Um, but this isn't a terrible choice, seemingly. I mean, he's yeah. only directed two movies so far, but it also seems like what Marvel likes to do is scout 
up and coming talent yeah. who have who have gotten put in their their time, but also like are ready for that next that first major jump. Not that Bumblebee isn't a major uh, studio picture, um, but yeah. So that's that's on the table. Uh, I'm curious if the chat is has anything to say about uh, Travis Knight, uh, but. They're talking a lot but, about the Eternals right now, but let us know your thoughts on Travis Knight. I we love that they, we've made people talk about the Eternals. Yeah. That is the nerdiest thing I could possibly <laughs> do to you guys. Oh, I love this show. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sky Patterson says, just film Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Release the film on the untitled Marvel film date, May 6, 2022. Uh, to have Taika Waititi direct, which I think is the name that a lot of people have thrown around because of the tone of Ragnarok, or Travis Knight, or Catherine Hardwick, or Jennifer Kent. So uh, Sky Patterson has a lot of choices for director there. Yeah, it's not that there are, aren't other people suited to it. It's just it's always going to feel a little wrong. That because of what happened, because I so di- I I personally so disagree with how with what happened to James Gunn. Not again, not to defend what he had said, but you have to let a guy fix like fix his past mistakes, and he was doing that before anyone like before this incident ever occurred. Yeah. And so, like the idea that he got let go is is unfortunate, and so it's all, there's the movie will always have that around it. Yeah, and that's the unfortunate thing. Anyone stepping, regardless and- of how talented they are. That will be hanging over their heads the entire time. And just slight tangent, I imagine that that Suicide Squad 2 movie that he's working on is going to be something that he's worked the hardest on in his whole life because he just wants yeah. to stick it to all the people who fired him. Yeah. Um, real quick, uh, there's like there's some other stuff that we just like will have to sort of brush over that you guys might want to check out. Uh, Marvel released their official timeline. Yes. Uh, this week, which doesn't really clear up the Spider-Man eight years later no. thing. If anything, it makes it way more confusing because I think it works out to be like six years now, but it's eight years. Yeah, it's the same way that that Magneto's like sixty and wor- but was also a kid during World War Two. Yes, like it's comics, guys. Just let it go. Um, but we also, I also want to briefly touch on the the Russo brothers did a Q and A yes yesterday, um, and I, we were just be able to be reading about this before the show. Uh, they, they did a screening of Infinity War, and they were talking to people. There's no real news that they 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 they've been at this long enough yeah. that they are not going to leak anything. Yeah, it's the same sort of stuff. Like, oh, we would have loved to have put the Netflix characters in. They say a lot of the same things that you've yeah. heard before. Um, but some stuff that they they did say Loki is dead. Yes, they were asked uh, if like what if what if Loki pretended to be Bruce Banner and that's why the Hulk won't come out. Like, no, Loki's dead. Yeah. They're they're like that, none of that shenanigans. Loki's dead. Uh, what that means towards the fact that we have a Loki show coming up on Disney Plus TBD. Yeah, but they according to them that didn't happen. You watched Loki die on screen. Uh, some other stuff that they that they were talking about um, was just the the shooting schedule, which I thought was interesting about yeah. how they went they they shifted from shooting them back to back to then shooting them concurrently, and how they like didn't let anybody read the whole script, yeah. like even like Robert Downey Jr. didn't get to read the whole movie to keep from sports. I've actually heard that like some people, some VFX people, when they work on movies like this, they don't even like to like read the script. Like they're just like I just want to work on my shot. Yeah, and then I don't get spoiled. It's like hard to be not spoiled when you're like literally building the effects, but they they don't want to learn anything that they don't want to do. Um, 
But uh, so go go check it out. On, uh, a lot of people like Collider and Slash Film have the full rundown. Yeah. Um, and because there's lots of st- other stuff to talk about today, uh, I want to keep going forward. Were there anything? Any, was there anything that stood out to you, Christian? Uh, the, the Loki being dead was, was really the, the big one, you know, uh, I, I don't know that there was a lot that, you know, like you said, sort of the shooting schedule, there's a lot of like interesting things, but nothing that's really newsworthy. Cause like you were saying, they, they know that this is not where they're going to, where they're going to really, uh, you know, make the news. But, uh, there's like an interesting thing, which was. That I guess there's like a 250 page version of the script that had like Thanos narrating the whole thing, oh, which yeah. helped them understand the character. But of course, you can't. You you know, if if you know anything about screenwriting, 250 pages is probably twice as long as a movie should be. Maybe not a movie of this scope, but in general, you don't want to start with 250 pages. Well, generally, a screenplay is one page per minute. Right. Um, that's average. Yeah. Uh, so I'm saying so, like about 125. So, uh, so think about that as a 250 minute movie, <laughs> yeah. and you're talking about a four hour and ten minute. Production, like production, which, which I would have happily gone to, which many people it. would, but is <laughs> is basically unfilmable at that yeah. point. Um, some other stuff they talked about was just like the way that like uh, is Stormbreaker more powerful than the Infinity Stones? No, it's just that Thanos didn't have time to think about it yeah. because the Infinity Stones don't necessarily give you infinite knowledge uh, or like strategy or anything. They just give you the abilities, so he still has to react. Which is uh, all those? There's all these cool stuff that they talked about. Um, but I think, and I'm real excited to talk about this, you guys. Let's do some TV time today. Marvel movie news. We're talking TV time. Oh, and what a sweet TV time it is. Um, you guys have may may have heard uh, me when I was just a correspondent on this show talking about. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and I was only given a minute for the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. minute, but now I'm running things, <laughs> and no one can stop me. You can't skibbity-bop me, Matt. You can't cut me off. You can't turn off the video. I just get to talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> yeah! Um, so, if, in case you guys didn't hear, I know a lot of people in the chat did already, have already been talking about this, but... Uh, in addition to season six, which has not aired and doesn't right. air until the summer, until after Infinity War Part Two, right? They've already greenlit Agents of Shield for season seven. That's insane. Well, every indication was season six was going to be the last one, and they, they're you know that they had been a, a little unsure if they even wanted to do season six. I'm going to say it right now: season seven will be the last season because every time I've said that, <laughs> because I've been saying it for three seasons right. now, that there's like there's no way they're going to no have way. another one. This has got to be the last one. Like, love this show, but it's got to be the last one. Then they book they they yeah. renew it again. Um, but yeah, so like with season five ended on what would felt like very much a bookend. Like yeah. they, the creators clearly did not think they were coming back or at least were prepared not to come right. back. Then they got a surprise season six, um, which the, the, although this obviously was not officially said the, uh, my understanding of it was that, oh no, wait, this was season Five. Yeah, the one that was just the, ended was season five. Season, that we yes, saw. You, no, yeah. no, no, yeah. But so, the, so with season five, ABC tried to cancel the show right after season four. Like they didn't want to do season five, but Disney proper said, "No, 
you you're not allowed to cancel it. Agents of Shield is getting another season. Right there, there's, so there's an inter-company struggle there, which is part of why Agents of Shield got moved into the Friday night slot. Yeah, but Agents of Shield did well enough in that Friday night slot as a genre show. Which genre shows often do well in that that slot. If you look, like especially if you look, ever since Grimm aired on NBC well, and, in that Friday night. And, yeah, I mean, also X Files aired on Friday night. X Files so back in the back, day, yeah. but since then it had been like sort of a long time. Yeah. Like, but like. So the, it became it's become like a good place to put genre shows, and Agents of Shield did well enough, and then they build up to the end of season five, thinking they were going to end, and then they got thirteen episodes. Okay, yeah. great. Them, it's like, we yeah. all thought like, yeah. oh, they're giving them thirteen. Like that's a good half season way to clean up the you show. Put a little exclamation point on the end. You can no. sew up some yeah. maybe some loose end details from Infinity War, which Agents of Shield has always been good at. Like if you like after Thor: The Dark World, yeah, like you got to like be like. They wrecked London. <laughs> what happened with yeah. that? And they, she was like, well, we cleaned that up. Right, exactly. Like, we dealt with it. So, now they're going, and they're just like, we, have, we haven't even aired it yet. I assume some of it's done. Yeah. But, like, they're just like, yeah. Season 7, go, do it. From what I've heard, like, rumor, mill, like, this person who knows this person who knows this person who knows this person... Season six is bonkers. Like they just didn't hold back. They're just like, all right, this is it. Let's let's just throw it all at the wall. Apparently they did well the ABC liked it well enough. They're like, all right, do it again. Yeah, when I heard that there was gonna be a season seven, I was surprised and then just really legitimately surprised. And then my second thought was, wow, season six is gonna be amazing because that's the only reason you would do that this far out. You know, and uh, so, yeah, I can't even imagine where they're going to go. That's going to be so crazy next year, you know, considering the way that it ended, you know, in, at the end of season five. So, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to uh, to just taking the ride with everybody. Yeah, I um, ever, everyone keeps asking when season seven. No one's no one knows yeah. um, season six with 13 episodes, uh, I believe, airing in July. I, that's what I remember July, hearing. Yeah, um, which basically gives. Basically, it's Infinity War airing in it comes out in May, May and yeah. then it has two months for people to go see Infinity War because there's because inevitably Agents of Shield will be dealing with the aftermath of Part Two. Yes, so that's going to co- bring it right up to the fall. I expect season seven is probably going to be another summer show. Yeah, um, for twenty nine twenty twenty. Yes, 2020. I had to do the math myself. You're right. I yeah, don't... Be 2020. The idea that 2020 is something that we're, like, actively thinking about still, don't, I don't like it. Uh, yeah. When I was a kid, there was a character they introduced called uh, Iron Man 2020. He was in the Machine Man Limited series. The idea that 2020... It was it was so far away, and yeah. now it's it's we've we've got movies on the calendar. We talked about movies that are going to come out in 2020. At you and I just talked of, about in it. the fourth quarter yeah. of 2020. <laughs> um, the one thing that we did uh, get uh, about season six, and this is all oh, we've yeah, got, this is, all we got. <laughs> is this picture, Anthony, Anthony, if you want to throw it up, of Quake. She's got a little purple in her hair. Great. Now. That's it. I like it. Uh, I mean, I think she's got a slightly redesigned pair of gauntlets. Yes. Um, but, like, not anything, like, necessarily totally recognizable. Uh, <laughs> but she put some purple in her hair. Because, yeah. you know, she emo now. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> um, uh, oh, I guess she has those highlights in Marvel Rising as well. 
Oh, okay. That might that might make sense. Uh, which I haven't seen, in all honesty. There's uh, there are a lot of it's people. It's building who, up in my DVR. Yeah, I, I have the exact same thing happen. Uh, uh, it, it there's a lot of stuff to watch, you guys. Yeah. Um, but so, uh, so we're just gonna keep going. We're gonna keep going. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited. Uh, t- I'm excited to see what. Uh, what Agents of Shield has in store for us, uh, with with two seasons to play with, and apparently an insane season si- season six. Yeah, so many questions at the end of season five. Bring back Ghost Rider, please. Oh, give me yeah. all the Robbie Reyes. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, another thing to note the uh, the release for season the, about season seven listed. Um, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the act, the actor Je- oh Jeff Ward, okay. not the character Ward. No. It's always confusing. Jeff Ward, who plays Deke on yeah. the show, is listed as a one of the stars. So that means he is a uh, a recurring character, not just a recurring character, but a series regular. Yes. Uh, so we're gonna get some fun silliness from Deke. I hope he drinks more Zima. That's that's what I'm hoping <laughs> for personally. More Zima. I'm still shipping that Queek. Uh, which sounds so oh, dirty, it does. but I like Quake and Deke, uh, Daisy and Deke together. Uh, it's super weird and twisted, and I just it makes me uh, the I, I, they're not right for each other right now. But I see how that ship goes. We, we've got two more seasons, and as a harbor master of shipping, um, <laughs> I, I approve of that one. All right, let's keep going. Uh, this one dropped today. Yes. And like forced to redo. Um, we're like before the show. Okay, we got to redo the rundown. There's some new new stuff. The Runaways got a new trailer today, you guys, uh, for season two. Let's take a look at it. I am excited. Hey, hey. You know, you're not the one pushing the dinosaur in the shopping cart. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I am so pumped. I know. I, I'm excited. Ex- I'm bring him home. To finding our children. And a six and a half foot Deinonychus. Like I, I like the level of humor that's going on in yes. this. Like the, like that's sort of the, the how you just have to uh, go with a show like this is to own the own the silliness, or it doesn't work. The effects look nice. Yeah, I mean, it's like if these are all the effects in the whole second season, they've like, I, uh, carefully selected some great effects. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. Old Lace is practical. On the show, correct? It's a mixture. Yeah, it's I mean, I've, mixture, we've definitely yeah. seen the animated version, yeah. but they are they, there is a practical old. Oh place. yeah, they have a, a, a full blown animatronic puppet and everything. <sighs> Wonderful. That they use. And there's a hole in the ground with a mystery thing in it. <laughs> I will. Re- br- I'm bringing back my old defenders <laughs> theories. <laughs> oh, but hold on, I'll bring that up in a minute. Um, but uh, yeah, like. Topher character who's apparently a vampire. vampire yeah. I've never read anything with that character, at least not that I remember, but that's who he is apparently. Um But the idea that they're all working together, they all have to like lean on each other, that's what the strength of like a team like the runaways is. It has to be about the team. Um and that's what I thought was missing from season one was like they didn't even run away. <laughs> yeah, I mean they didn't they 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 were the eventual runaways. They so they only had to lean on each other in these little groups, but yeah. I want to see the bigger group dynamic and that's what I'm seeing in that in yeah. that in that teaser. Um but yeah, so another big mystery hole in the ground <laughs> that some villains dug uh defenders flashbacks uh 
for no reason, I will bring back my theory that Fing Fang Foom is at the bottom of the hole. Wow, that was a great theory that would have made sense in The Defenders. It uh, made so much sense, yeah. it was 90% true. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the bones. <laughs> well, there were green dragons yeah. at the bottom of the hole. I don't know how I could have possibly been closer without being right. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's not right, right in the bullseye, but fin it's right on the outside. Foom is a giant green dragon. There were giant green dragons in the hole. I was pretty damn close. You can't, you can't, you can't take me back, take back on that. No, I just think it might be a bigger dinosaur. So a if it's bigger gonna, dinosaur, a bigger dinosaur. It, it's it's new lace. Yeah. New lace <laughs> is at the bottom of the. Yeah, <laughs> or Papa or Mama lace. Mama you know? lace is yeah. down there. Um, I can see that. Uh, but yeah, let us know what you guys are thinking. Uh, some people in the chat are saying they didn't like season one. I thought season one took time. Um, I, I actually fell off three episodes in, like three and a half episodes in. I oh, think wow, I stopped okay. watching for a while because it was like one of those, like, look, I'm not super into this right now, so I have other things I need to watch. Yeah. I'll get back to it. But then I, I did, I did go back and I, and I binged the rest of the season and I enjoyed, and especially the last few episodes. Like once they got towards that, they, towards eventually them running away, I was good. Like that, if we'd done all this, all this lifting in five episodes and then had five episodes and running, I think season one would have been stronger. But now that we're at season two, we had more to do. Yeah. I, uh, I did enjoy the, uh, I did enjoy the first season, but you're absolutely right. It, it was a little bit of a slow build. It was a very slow build. I thought it was smart for them to release those first three episodes all at once. Cause, uh, you know, that first one barely even was the, the tip of the tip of the tip of the iceberg of the story. And I, I just was like, yeah, that, that would have left me too frustrated. So, uh, for them to start where they're starting with season two, I'm very excited for where this season will go. Yeah. I'm excited for that. Like Marvel TV, um, despite the fact that the guy at the head of uh, Marvel TV is a nightmare person, I'm going to leave it at that and let you look up the, the news from this week. Um, Google it. It's yeah. Uh, they continue to put out more and more cool things. Yes, and like I, I, I know we keep saying like uh, it's been like, oh we got to watch Marvel Rising. We got to watch Marvel Rising. I'm going to go watch at least two episodes of Marvel Rise. Or the, it was a movie or something. It was a movie first. First, I'm going to go watch yeah. that. And next week, I'm going to talk about my thoughts on that uh, on the show. Because I need to see it. I wanted to see it because it has some of my favorite like characters. It has Quake running around yes. in it. It's got Sp- Ghost Spider running around in it. Uh, and then yeah, it's just... It's good, it's good TV. And Quake voiced by Chloe Bennett. Yeah, it's yeah. Chloe Bennett Quake. Yeah. What more could I possibly ask for? Except also having, like, May and Coulson running around in it, too. If, if you're going to do that, just might as well put Fitz and Simmons in there. Yeah. Come on, let's, let's not leave them out. <laughs> um, but anyway, that is going to do it for this week on Marvel Movie News. Marvelites, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we're going to have to close the book because we got to get out of the studio. I have to go to work. <laughs> uh, Christian, thank you so much for joining us. Yes, always. Or joining an, me. Uh, well, I guess. it's us as in the audience. Yeah. It's, it's everybody. Uh, always happy to uh, get a chance to sit in here. And uh, if you enjoy me, or even if you don't, you'll still find me Sunday nights on Marvel TV Weekly. Uh, and just the other day, Tuesday, which is we, on AfterBuzz TV. Oh yeah. See, <laughs> thank you for reminding me. That is our that is our sister network, AfterBuzz TV. And Tuesday, we did an episode where I sat down with Amy Rutberg, who plays Marcy. 
on well, I was going to say on season three of Daredevil, but in all the seasons of Daredevil and an episode of The Defenders. And she was a delight to talk about. She's like truly a fan of the show. She loves Daredevil. And she even had watched Iron Fist as well. So the new season. <laughs> so uh, there's so much to uh, find there. You can find that archived over at After Buzz or you just find the show. Uh, new episodes, Sundays at 10 Pacific. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ. Yeah. Uh, and make sure that you guys uh, tweet at Amy, at Amy Cassandra. Sandra MTZ on Twitter. Uh, just real quick, just tell her, get well soon. That's that's what I'm tasking you guys with today. If you're listening to us, if you're watching us, tell Amy to get well soon because I want her back in the studio with me next week at Thursday at 1 p.m. We will be back. I'm Zach Wilson. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at that Zach Wilson, where I will be voice of dooming all <laughs> the time. Um, you can also uh, catch me doing the Doctor Who after show on our sister network, After Buzz TV. We've got two episodes left of that. And be sure to check out my ridiculous comedy podcast that I host with my buddy Greg Goodness, Ships in the Night, where we take fictional characters from different universes and decide what their relationships would be like. Sometimes it's romantic, sometimes it's weird, sometimes it's both. And those are the best of times. <laughs> uh, check it out. Uh, Ships in the Night, everywhere podcasts are found. All right, guys, this has been Marvel Movie. Movie news. Thanks for geeking out with us. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the owners or principals.